Thank you, Victoria. I think I just want to start by saying what a joy it is to be part of this church family because God is with us and God is really excited by what's happening here and uh, it's just a great joy, Tim, Sarah, to be part of this church family. And God's excited, so am I. Uh, Thy kingdom come in Wigcombe is my prayer and I think there's going to be some amazing things happening here over the next few months and years. God has challenged me rather strongly in the last few months to seek his face. Psalm 27 verse 8 My heart says of God, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. I'm going to talk about the two readings which were read out earlier and then a little bit about my own experience, particularly over the last few months. Mary and Martha. Mary, sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to what he said. Martha, busy, cooking. Cooking the lunch, perhaps. Uh, Preparing the house. She complains to Jesus about her idol sister, Martha. It's not fair, Jesus. Tell her to come and help me. We don't know how long uh, Mary had sat around doing nothing at Jesus' feet, but if you're like me, when you first hear the story, I certainly have some sympathy with Martha. Um, She was trying to be a good host, doing what she felt was right. Jesus had dropped in, I think with all his disciples, Uh, expecting a good lunch and um, she was busy getting everything ready. So I've always felt a bit sorry for Martha in this story. Does that ring a bell with any of you? (laughs) Busyness of everyday life does get in the way, doesn't it? Pressures of work, I'm sure at the moment for many of you, pressures of exams. Uh, family time, particularly when your children are young. Actually, now I've revised that, particularly when your children of any age are around. Um, whatever. You suddenly find devotion and time with God has got a little bit sidelined. I've always seemed to have a very busy life. Um, and uh, my work life in Africa was exceedingly busy. Uh, and uh, my family life with three children was busy, a lot of traveling, and um, I always think things are going to get a bit easier, come back to the UK, and I think I was busier than ever. Now, the Lord has given, really blessed us as a family, he's given me uh, good works to do, and I'm forever thankful to God for that. Um... In his goodness, he's given me those works. In Ephesians it says, We are God's handiwork, created by Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. But you know, good works can be um, quite a danger. You get wrapped up in the good works, and the good works, you think, well, it's God's work, I'm going to do it and you um, 
almost can justify yourself by your good works. But what does Jesus say to Martha? And what's he also saying to you and to me? He says that Mary's chosen the only thing that really mattered. Relationship with Jesus and through him, our Father God. What can we learn from what uh, Mary and Martha um, and Jesus uh, say? Mary sat at Jesus' feet. She intentionally stopped what she was doing. And she stopped and made time to be with Jesus. That's the first thing. She made time and she intentionally stopped. And then she also listened. The words in the reading make it quite clear she was just taking in everything he said and was lapping up every word that uh, Jesus said. And Jesus in Matthew says, learn from me. She was learning from him. And thirdly, Mary gave her full attention to him. She gave her devotion to him. She loved him. This is the same Mary who poured uh, expensive perfume on his feet and washed his feet with her hair. So she stopped, she listened, and she loved Jesus. As we spend time with Jesus, resting the knowledge that we are deeply loved by our Father in heaven, then we can reach out and love others. Mary got it right. She wanted to be with Jesus. And that's the powerful message that Jesus gives us in that story. The second passage, I keep on coming back to again and again. I think this is the most amazing, um, helpful passage, probably my favorite in the whole Bible. Jesus is the vine, we are his branches. Without him, we will not be fruitful. The branches cannot grow grapes unless they have their life-giving, the life-giving sap of the vine coming up into the branches. I don't know if many of you are gardeners here, but the miracle of things growing has always really excited me. I love my gardening. And I just find it miraculous every year. But those branches, without the vine underneath them, without the roots going down, are nothing. Now what do we learn from this story? Jesus promises that if we remain in him, then he will remain in us. Wow, isn't that a promise? If we remain in him, he will remain in us. I think that bears repeating. Further he says, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. 
Apart from me, you can do nothing. And thirdly, he says, if we submit to the pruning process, he will make us even more fruitful. And this is another miracle of gardening, which I love. You cut back the fruit trees, and the next year they're even stronger. If you don't cut back the fruit trees, they don't go so strong. So again, a miracle. Um, And that pruning can be painful, but it's always fruitful. And then fourthly, Jesus says, if we don't remain in Jesus, we are like a dead branch that withers and dies. So without the vine and the roots going down, that branch will wither and die. So the conclusion is let's stay closely attached to Jesus and then we can be fruitful. Jesus brings life and we become fully alive when he abides in us. When he's involved in what we're doing, somehow life is much more exciting and fulfilling. And you can just feel it when Jesus is in what you're doing. You come alive in a different way. As someone said to me the other day, he said, what are you doing at, the, uh, at that particular day? And I told him, he said, that's you looking alive. And that day I was doing something which I really felt God wanted me to do. Okay, so that's the two readings. What's my personal experience been these last uh, few months? I retired from Sendakao a year ago. doesn't seem like a year ago, but it is. And I moved to Wigcombe. Well before we knew Tim and Sarah were coming here, uh, we felt God saying, um, we should come and live in Wigcombe. We didn't know why, but we did that, and we live up the road in the Tining, and it's the most wonderful place. And in this church, I mean, it's, um, it's remarkable. My children keep on saying, gosh, um, and do you, how can you ever question coming here was right? Well, I don't, but uh, it is very exciting to be here. So I retired a year ago, and the Lord said to me very, very clearly, he said, I want you to be for a season, not to do. I don't know if this is a man thing, but I'm not very good at that. Um, I find it really, really hard to be. Um, and after an active job and um, uh, busy life, I find it hard. But I've also found it wonderful. I found it wonderful because I have had more time to spend coming closer to God. I wouldn't pretend I'm like Mary in my devotion, but I think I'm progressing. And I now realize, and I think this is key to me, I realize how much God my Father loves me. And I don't think I'd realized that fully before. And he values me not for what I do at Sendakau, however good that might be. He doesn't value me for that. Uh, He values me for who I am. Now there's nothing wrong with doing, don't don't mishear me, far from it. The world wouldn't um, go forward without doing. (laughs) Work is God, is good and God given. But what I'm saying is building a deep relationship of love with my father 
is far, far more important than what I do. After all, we are his children. I am God's son, and I have to keep on saying that to myself. And it is the relationship of love that you value most, uh, most when you are a father yourself. And it's not what your children are doing, it's your relationship with them. So, how have I tried to get closer? I start the day with a short time of prayer and a reading, and then I try to chat, and I think that is the right word. I try to chat to God during the day, try to involve him in everything I'm doing. I don't always succeed. His love is new every morning, and I'm learning that there are new things, new blessings coming my way every day if I look out for them. I've learned from Mary and Martha and from the vine the centrality of Jesus abiding in me and I in him. And I can now, only now, start to ask what sort of fruit should I um, be producing, Lord? And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I was very struck by a man talking on the radio recently called Jean Varnier. I'd never heard him before, but he wanted to follow Jesus and felt Jesus was saying he must cross the road to meet people who are different to us, the disadvantaged and the poor. Jesus was always doing that himself. Now the phrase cross the road struck a chord with me because in Africa you can be in a very wealthy suburb, I'm thinking particularly about Addis Ababa at the moment, and literally across the road there will be a slum. Do you cross the road into that slum? No sir, you don't. Uh, you stay on your side of the road most of the time unless you make a real effort. So uh, this guy, Jean, was saying we all need to cross the road. And he said we're too scared we hide behind our televisions and our comfortable lives, protecting our security. Ouch. Uh, this guy's gone on to set up uh, communities for people with disabilities right across the world. He's a really real servant of God. Jesus himself was always reaching out to the needy. He always seemed to have the time and a love to do so. And this just goes back to the theme that I'm trying to develop. He's able to do that, to reach out to the needy and spend time with them, because he spent a lot of time and prayer with his loving father. He knew he was loved by his father. And he prayed without ceasing until it became like breathing. Heidi Baker, someone you have heard of in Mozambique, doing the most remarkable work. My daughter Sarah was out there for a few months last summer. And some of her stories were hair-raising, but also very, very exciting in terms of God's kingdom coming. She spends two hours a day minimum at the start of the day before she's done anything else. And sometimes she spends the whole day. Wow, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but she then achieves a huge amount. Once we have a living, loving relationship with our Father, everything else falls into place. 
Be imitators of God, therefore, as duly loved children, and live a life full of love. It doesn't have to be through our work that we reach out. Um, it can be uh, other ways, in the way we uh, have an open, inclusive uh, life. But we just need to be open to other people around us. I've been trying to realign the way I've lived this last uh, few months, uh, putting my relationship with my father in heaven before I crossed the road. And the old Martin would have crossed the road quickly, got involved uh, heavily, run out of energy, um, and uh, then strived. Uh, the new Martin is trying to uh, keep that relationship with my father in heaven as a priority and then cross the road as God tells me to. I had a vivid dream shortly uh, after attending the Encountering the Father's Love course, which I think some of you have been on now. It's brilliant. I recommend you go. Absolutely brilliant. Encountering the Father's Love course. Um, and just after this course, I had this weird dream of vegetable gardens all over Bath. These ve vegetable gardens were in people's gardens. They were part of larger gardens. I was working in these vegetable gardens alongside people who were needy. And the host families whose gardens we were in were encouraging us and making us welcome. A week later, I read a verse from Psalm 68. He, that's the father, he is father to the fatherless. He sets the lonely in families. So I linked the two together and I thought that's confirmation I should follow up and do something. I'm now um, working with the Genesis Trust and um, also a guy called Ted Litchfield, who some of you know. And Ted and I are now working with three uh, disadvantaged young men uh, on a pilot project this summer and we are developing vegetable gardens. I've got no idea where this project's going to end up, but all I can tell you is that doors are opening, I'm not striving, I'm as laid back as Ted, and that's something. <laughs> and it's fun, and we're really enjoying it. And the men coming who have got some, some issues, they've had really, really tough lives. They're really loving it too, and there's a lot of banter goes on, and it's just fun as we work alongside each other uh, developing these vegetable gardens. So I'm drawing to a close now. Mary sh shared, uh, showed us to put relationship with God first. Time with him, listen to him, love him. Knowing that you're loved yourself. Jesus tells us to keep closely connected to him on the vine, the giver of life. Then we will be fruitful, doing the works he has given us to do. This doesn't involve striving. The Holy Spirit will empower you to do his works. We don't need our own vision. Rather, we participate in God's vision. It's a little bit, I think this is a Richard Rohr quote, um, but um, it's a little bit like stopping being the driver of a car and God becomes the driver of the car. 
you become a happy passenger in the back seat and your comments are still very welcome on where you're going and uh, what's happening but you're actually no longer the driver God is the driver and he is the Father in Heaven our Father in Heaven so that, that's where I'm at and uh, we have a wonderful Father and he loves us all and uh, that relationship with him he longs for us to have a very close relationship as his children we are his children and um, we now if we keep close to him fruits will come works will come works will come to you individually works will come to us as a church too I'm sure and we just need to listen but like we do in worship here put that relationship with God first the works will come it's got to be that way round the prayer ministry team will be available uh, uh, soon I think is that right and it may be that you want to ask God to help you deepen your relationship with him it may be you want to know really know that you are a child of God and deeply loved it's transforming when you do know that know it in your heart maybe you want to ask for God's unique vision for your life as you work with him in his vision God has given you all gifts and he wants you to enjoy using them Victoria over to you